Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And Coach swept the board last night in NBA, wins on FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo. I added a FanDuel GPP that cashed. So pretty strong night, Coach, here and uh, transitioning into only a one-game slate. I know. It, it feels strange only having one game, but it was... It was definitely a fun night. You know, sometimes when we say affectionately known as coach, it applies like this last night. <laughs> Today Sometimes <it> does. <laughs> I, they may want to put a different word in there <laughs> other than affectionately, but we'll use that today for sure. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was, you know, it was really rewarding about it. You know, the wins are great. And I love that the members won and we, <clears throat> we have all kinds of, you know, good, good vibes going. But I just love the fact that, you know, you and I have talked, quite a bit about game scripting and looking through these games and what are the rotations going to be and then jumping on all of these before everybody else had time to knowing that it was going to be such a different series than the Clippers had against the Mavs for example and that you know that the scenarios were different you know we knew the Clippers would go a little deeper with their bench because you know 48 hours ago they had just finished a seven game uh, tough matchup and just all the different pieces uh, that we put in there really were the reason why we were able to win some stuff and even have some takedowns. So it was fun and I'm looking forward, you know, to, to keeping it going. Uh, it's, it's certainly, it's just incredible how a couple of weeks ago we had 15 game slates with remember the one day 52 injuries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now we go, you know, to basically, one injury or so and just you know one or two games so this is the time to make some money and definitely uh you know the time to talk things through and game script and then <clears throat> we decided we're going to do since it's worked so well we were going to ratchet up these two brains uh this two brains lineup and make it an actual go-to hybrid rather than just a gpp based on, you know, the, the success we've had with it. So that's a little bit of a new twist today. That's right. We are going to build a FanDuel hybrid for the showdown slate that can yeah. be used in all formats. And uh, we'll work towards that here throughout the show. We'll also touch on the DraftKings pricing, and we'll have all the lineups for all the different sites for our members. Right. But uh, let's, let's start uh, heading in that direction one team at a time. We'll start with the visitors. As usual, Denver coming off the 17-point loss in Game 1. They had it pretty close there for a while, Coach, but Phoenix took over, and I thought the home court advantage was pretty strong. I thought the energy was great. It looked like Phoenix was just flying all over the court, and yeah. uh, Phoenix in a great spot here looking to go up 2-0. Meanwhile, we still have the injury issues for Denver with P.J. Dozier out. Barton now doubtful, Coach. He's been upgraded. He's trending in the right direction. Nobody thinks he's going to play in game two, but maybe he'll play in game three. And then we have the right. question mark with Michael Porter Jr. with the back. That's so a big one. What do you think about that? Do you think he's he's actually going to be limited? You know, I, I think that the one tricky injury of all of them is the back. Because yeah. if somebody's in warm-ups and it stiffens up and they can't loosen it up, they may not play at all. Or... You know, all the treatments, he goes out in warm-ups, he feels good as long as he keeps moving, and he may be fine. So, boy, it's it's one we're going to have to monitor right down to the wire because it does have a big effect. Uh, 
but it's not like you know an ankle or whatever that can be taped it's this is something that's uh tricky absolutely so we'll we'll discuss him um i have a feeling he won't make the hybrid lineup because of that question mark and and the back and the fact that he's had such significant injuries in the past right so, uh very yeah, this isn't a new injury for no, him no it's not you know he he missed uh he only played i believe three games his college season because of that back problem and that was part of the risk I, am i not am i oh, correct yeah. with that no you're right yeah he yeah. fell denver snapped him up uh yeah. in the mid-teens there because but of the it was injury because risk. of the injury yes. right exactly so you know this that's it's not like this is just out of the blue there's a history with this and that's the concern right so let's start with <clears throat> the mvp here mr Jokic, and he was underwhelming as we predicted on that uh, multi-game slate, yeah. we didn't go all in on Jokic. We trended towards Aiton, and Jokic had an okay game for a normal player, twenty-two nine and three. But yeah. in a in a on a multi-game slate, that wasn't enough. No, not with that price tag. No, but it changes, uh, you know, drastically here with it only being one game, especially on Fanduel where we're, we're only looking at five players, not even six. Yeah. And if you use him as the MVP, you don't have to pay the extra multiplier on his salary. So yeah. he's he's squarely in play for me. Uh, he is, I think, the most reliable player in this game. And yeah. it's not just because he's the best player on Denver or that he's the MVP. It's that he is ultra consistent uh, throughout the season and, and despite the matchup, even though it's not his ideal matchup. So I like Jokic here. Um you know, the forwards here with Michael Porter Jr. and Gordon, uh, we've talked about Porter Jr. I'm not I'm not that interested in playing him because of the back. And Gordon has been more steady recently than he has for a lot of his time in Denver, so I think he's playable. Uh, it just yeah. kind of depends on, on your build. The guards had quite a shift in Game 1. Uh, Compazzo kind of reclaimed that lead role. He got 36 minutes. Yeah, that was I. I was surprised he got thirty six. Yep. To be honest, yeah, and he played well, running that mm -hmm. pick and roll with Jokic. Monte Morris took a step back, only played twenty three minutes, shot very poorly, one for ten. If he shoots better, maybe he gets some more minutes. Uh, but I, I do like Compazzo, kind of getting a fresh start in this series. Rivers, you know, decent minutes, low production. Uh, low usage. We know that's that's an issue, especially when he's got such a tough defensive assignment, using so much energy out there against Booker. And then with the bench, uh, I like Jamichael Green here as a steady option, depending on which site you're on. Um, I like him over Millsap for sure. He is more expensive, but this is also a game where if you're, let's say you're playing two or three lineups, you're playing a GPP. I think he's a strong candidate there because if anything happens to Michael Porter Jr., I think my, uh, Jermichael Green gets a, a big bump there. What are your What are your thoughts on the Denver side? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you pretty much all the way around. I mean, I just flat out think that, and and you know, we'll obviously talk this through when we build the lineup. But it's a one game slate, and you look at these two teams. I just don't see how you can possibly not have the Joker as your captain on FanDuel. Right. Because you don't have to pay extra for him. Exactly. And, I mean, the chances that he's going to be the top scorer 
DFS wise on this slate are are literally like eighty five percent maybe. I mean, it's that high. I think it's more yeah. than almost any other player in in most matchups because I mean we've talked all season right. about how balanced Phoenix is. So yeah. with Jokic in this matchup, I agree. It's just the only way he's not, you know, nine times out of ten is if he gets hurt. If he gets hurt, then of course, yeah. no, or some not. freaky foul trouble or something. Right. But I mean, it's you know, it is, it's it, it's what it is. I mean, I think he'll probably be in the eighty percentiles in captain ownership, because again, you don't have to pay extra, and if you don't put him there, you're you're chasing points from the get go. Yep. So I mean, it's almost not even worth discussing. It's just he's almost like a free square as the captain, as weird as that sounds. Right. So I'm with you there, and then. <clears throat> the reason we need the Porter news, I mean, we really do, because it's not like, you know, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to be limited? Is he not going to be limited? So we have all kinds of different possibilities. I mean, he could play 32 minutes and be okay or sit out the whole game or something there in between. Right. And I'm the reason we need to know that is I agree with you. I think, you know, if he isn't going to play or he's going to be very limited – then at Jermichael Green's price, I mean, he's going to be the go-to guy. He's playing well, double-digit rebounds last game, <clears throat> and he has surpassed Millsap. There's no question about it. I mean, Millsap will give him a, a few buckets and a little spark, but I don't really think he has any more gas in the tank for 12 or 15 minutes of hard run, to be honest. So, you know, I'm not looking at him or any of the other uh, bench guys other than the situation that what I did last time is I faded Compazzo and Morris because I figured they would split time. And I agree with you. I mean, Compazzo was really good, but how much of that was what your point that you brought up when a guy's one for 10 and just not his night, you know, you just roll with the other guy. And we did say that if one guy gets hot or the other guy gets cold, somebody will get more minutes. So my concern is, Composo, people are going to see the 36 minutes and everything that he did, and he's going to be owned like a maniac. And I still believe that he and Morris split the game. I think it's more, you know, 24, 26, something like that each, and then a little bit of time next to each other. Um, but the problem with them being next to each other is it creates a defensive problem for them that's why Rivers is guaranteed mid-30s minutes more than likely because he has to guard Booker, especially when Paul's out on the court. So, <clears throat> you know, we're looking when we look at both of these teams at a seven-man rotation, in essence, on both sides. So, the, you know, the question is, where else do you go on Denver? I agree with you. I don't think it is a reach to go with Gordon at all because he's playing much better. Like we said the last time, Looks like the, the the light's turning on, more confidence, you know, 8 for 14 from the field. He's getting some stocks for you, too, you know, and, and some rebounds. And if Porter's out or limited, that's just more usage for Gordon. And, you know, digging into that, I tried to look at several different uh, combinations, but it's, it's very difficult, even on basketballreference.com, because we haven't had this exact scenario. But if Porter's limited, let's say, I think the portion of his usage goes to Jermichael Green 
and to Aaron Gordon. I really do think that's where that would go. Now, if he's out completely, then that even ratchets up more of the Joker, um, and then it brings Paul Millsap slightly into play, but not enough for me to, to roster him. So for me, Andrew, on Denver's side, I feel pretty good about the fact that Joker's a plug and play. Aaron Gordon is a really strong play. And depending on the Porter news, Jermichael Green could be a, a strong play for me as well. But that's that's what I'm looking at at this point. Okay. <clears throat> well, before we transition to Phoenix and your nuggets yeah. over there, no, no pun intended, um, yeah. jump in with us today. If you'd like these lineups tonight, we will have this hybrid. If there are any pivots to it, we will announce them in our Discord. We'll have our GPP lineup on FanDuel, full lineup, full lineup on Yahoo for you to play. The cash core on DraftKings, the GPP core on DraftKings. And of course, with our membership, you get access to all of our other sports. We'll have our golf lineups tonight for a a fun new event. Baseball lineups every day, crushing it there. So jump in with us at DFSCoachTalk.com, and then we'll invite you into our Discord with an email this afternoon. Yeah, and if you're watching this on YouTube, this is a perfect time. Five seconds. Hit that thumbs up button the subscribe button which is really key for us we're getting close to uh, some internal goals uh, with the subscribers on youtube and then hit the little alert button so you know when all these podcasts post because like today's a busy day we're going to have this uh, basketball pod posting then a golf podcast posting and then you know all the sports go live Uh, we'll have live lineups for baseball for the afternoon slate so great time to get in, whether it's the, the three-day pass for $10 or the uh, NBA playoff special, two months for 111 And you don't just get basketball, you get everything that we offer here at Coach Talk. So we'd love to have you. All right, how about we transition right into uh, Phoenix? Does talk, that to, sound talk to me about good? these sons. All right, here's the deal with Phoenix. You know, we've, we've avoided playing Phoenix almost all season for what you mentioned earlier. They're just, they share the ball. They're... They are the true uh, description of a team that plays well together offensively and defensively. They share the ball. You can really tell on this team that they don't care who scores it. You know, they'll go to Booker uh, when they need to as the, as the main guy. But listen to this real quickly, Andrew. Their they're seven-guy slate, which I'll consider a seven-man rotation, not slate, uh, rotation. How, this is how many shots they took in the first game. 12-13, 13-12, 14-8, and 7. So if that's not sharing the basketball, I don't know what is. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, prop, It's props to Monty Williams for fostering that culture, but it has not been uh, beneficial for DFS all season. But today, we only have one game of two teams, so we have to get involved with Phoenix. We're forced to. Yeah, we can't say like normal, I, you know, we're, we're not going to focus on this one because of what we just stated, but you have to. So, you know, let's take a quick look at this. Minutes-wise, you had, uh, you know, low 30s to high 30s for the five starters, Bridges, Crowder, Aiton, Booker, and Paul. So we feel good there. As far as any bench consideration, I still really enjoy rostering campaign. I mean, he got 20 minutes this last game. You know, he was three for eight. You know, he didn't do as much, but... You know, he had that one bad game in that last series. But other than that, he comes out firing. I mean, he's part of their offensive, you know, game plan. So I think he's pretty safe. 
but his price isn't as great as it was. But, you know, he's the one guy. And then the other guy that, that was back into the rotation and, and did some good things. And it's sort of a, a punch in the gut for me because it brings back bad memories. I, I used Tory Craig early in the last series and he took a donut. And that that hurt, but he did play 17 minutes here. And will I be duped back into taking him? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see. I mean, he would be the seventh guy. I mean, he did takes. You know, he hit two threes. He got eight rebounds in 17 minutes. Which I mean, he's he's a fine defender too. And I do think that he'll play. But he can play good minutes and still have no stats. You know, sort of like a AKA PJ Tucker, if you will, at right. times. So I'm not looking there. So let's go back to this, the starting five, and then that's where the decisions have to be made. Um, do you pay up for Booker, uh, which is very possible, but only 12 shots, but he was eight for 12. Talk about efficient. Um, and he had a lot more assists. And what I saw was Denver running some doubles, pinching them, showing, making them give up the ball. So I think that's perfect strategy. I'd do the same thing. I would want to lessen his shots. Right. If you if they keep him in that 12-shot range, that's going to benefit them long-term. He needs to shoot the ball, in my opinion, 20 times a game. Yep. He's by far the best shooter on this team. But I also think that Monty's smart enough to know, okay, now we need to counter-react to what they did. They took him away. You know, we shared the ball and we won, but we still need Book to get more shots up. So I think they're going to run some more plays, some more screen and rolls where he can step back. And I really like Booker here. I, I don't know if people are going to say, okay, I'm I'm play, paying up for the Joker. If I fade Booker, I can afford all these guys that I know are going to play, blah, blah, blah. And I think he may go a little more under-owned than he should. I still think... If there's anybody in this game that has the chance to to get close to Joker DFS points, it's Booker. We know when he's on a roll, he is unstoppable. So I'm, I'm interested to see your input here, but I want to start my build on this side with Booker. And I feel so comfortable, and hopefully, you know, we can, we will certainly talk through it, but I would love to have just Joker and Booker up there, one, two, if it's chalky, if it's not, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, you can't, you know, there's some there's something to be said when you play these huge uh, tournaments about being a little contrarian. But for me, playing mainly cash and single entries, you can't get cute or you're you're done, done before you even get started. So for me, Booker's the number one guy I want to go to. And then it's just a matter of figuring out the salary based on what happens in that other game with Porter because you have Mikhail Bridges, who, you know, we've been on him all along. I'm a huge fan of his because he, he does contribute offensively quite a bit. Uh, four threes in this last game. And he's going to his minutes are guaranteed to be mid to upper 30s because he's such a great defender and they need him on the floor. Uh, Crowder, 13 shots. I mean, you know, you're going to get him chucking nine threes at his price. Very playable. Then, you know, the DeAndre Ayton factor, we've talked about it in Discord with our members and on the show, you know, the fact that Ayton has had success against the Joker and done well uh, in the matchup uh, against Denver. And, you know, he was nine for 13, fine game, 10 rebounds. So 
I, I would expect this, a similar type uh, situation. So certainly in play. And then, you know, the factor is, do you go, for me at least, it's going to end up probably coming down to, you know, Aiton versus Paul here from the salary side. So, you know, the was is Paul healthy enough? That was the big question. He looked fine to me. I think he's healed up from that rest they got. 36 big minutes, you know, a, a real nice 21 points, 11 assists, and uh, just one turnover. I mean, I always I, I mention it every time because there's nobody, and, and I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I'm just such a fan of his assist to turnover ratio. People will look back on his statistics every stinking game, even in a big game like this, 11 and one. I mean, he's just, there's never been anybody that has been in that territory of assist to turnover ratio. It's just incredible. And that makes him super playable, especially where, you know, you're getting the points for assist and you're not getting penalized for the turnovers. So, you know, I could go cheaper with Crowder Payne. I, I would like to get exposure to either Paul or Aiton. And then Bridges is the wild card that I'm hoping, uh, you know, to get in a couple of those lineups. Now, I will say this, and then I'll turn Phoenix over to you. I, I am usually a one lineup guy. You guys all know that, and gals. Um, but I'm probably going to have two or three lineups here because I feel so strong about what's up top. And I want to have a few mix and matches at the three guys uh, that are filling in in the regular spots. So that's what I'm looking at. Okay. Yeah, I like the assist-to-turnover ratio for Paul and what you said about him uh, and his lower price compared to Booker as the new number two guy on FanDuel. Okay. I just I don't like the sacrifice you have to make if you go Jokic and, and Booker. Um, and... You know the 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 thing that I disagree on is I don't I if I'm Monty Williams I don't think I make big changes offensively because they won by 17. It, I don't think Booker is a guy who you know has a game with 12 shots and feels like oh man I'm getting left out I need tw- I need 20 shots or he's gonna be upset. Um, so I I I don't think I don't think Phoenix changes to get. Booker extra shots. I mean, maybe Chris Paul has it in the back of his mind, but I think what the other thing you said about Chris Paul is so important that he is seemingly pretty healthy now, and he was not himself against the Lakers. So that's right. when Booker steps up and scores almost fifty. But when Chris Paul has the ball in his hands and he's feeling good, you know, he he decides who gets the shots, and he he he's smart with how how the defense is playing, and if they're doing all those things to Booker, like you said. That's how you get Bridges taking 12 shots and eight threes and, and Crowder taking 13 shots and nine threes. So I, I like those guys at the discount. Um, Aiton, I think, is solid. Um, does he quite make it in on FanDuel with his price? I think that's the, that's the question mark because to shoot that well and go 20 and 10 but not absolutely smash – that's that's the concern yeah. there. I mean, these guys like Bridges, man, they pick up the stocks and um, so important on FanDuel. And then with the bench, yeah, campaign has been great. Uh, not not a must play for me though on on FanDuel here today. Uh, and Tory Craig is volatile. He he's he's in that category, like you said. He could have five fantasy points. He could have thirty. 
this this is his former team, and I think that that certainly yeah. hyped Extra him up. Motivation. I mean, he yeah. came out and just stepped right into some long threes. I know. I mean, he was ready to go, and yeah. you know the eight rebounds. You can feel pretty good about that type of stat more than the nine points. Yeah. Um, and again, on FanDuel, you don't need a sixth guy, so I don't think you need to go there. But he's more in play for me on DraftKings if you want right. to pay up for another stud. And I think it's easier to get Jokic and Booker over on DraftKings. Um, if you use- And Yahoo as well, by the way. Okay, yeah. So if you use yeah. one of these bench guys like Craig or Jermichael Green, you with that sixth spot on DraftKings, then you get you know, uh, some more of the top line studs. So, yeah, uh, that, that's my thought on Phoenix. Yeah. You know, I, the only thing that, and, and it'll be fun to see how this plays out. I just, I'm just really strongly believe. And I think Monty's certainly a great coach. I, I think he realizes that great. They won by 17. They all shared the ball. That's wonderful. But the bottom line is when push comes to shove and it's the playoffs, you need your star to do it. I mean, you look at the teams that have won it. It's because Kawhi went berserk. LeBron went berserk. Whatever it is, Booker is their best player. Uh, I know Paul's a, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's more toward the end of his career. Booker is the guy that can throw 50 on the board. And I don't think that if he takes 12 shots a game throughout this series, I think Denver has a chance to win the series. So I think he has to adjust and look at the big picture and not because Booker's going to pout. He's he sometimes gives gives up the ball too much. He's a great team player. He's not like one of these quirky guys that has to get his shots. I'm just saying from the Phoenix staff side, they know he needs to get more shots. So I think they're going to be encouraging that. And I would be shocked if he doesn't get 18 to 20 some shots up today. And I just think that's going to you're going to see. Uh, you know, those shots are going to come away a little bit, you know, from Paul and Bridges and Crowder and and even the, the bench guys. You know, you're, I doubt you're going to get seven field goal attempts from Torrey Craig again. Or, you know, so that's just my feel there. And, and, and I see what you're saying and it makes sense. But uh, I'm really expecting and I think that the industry is going to be almost identical to the way you explained it. And that's why I think he's going to be 10 or 15% under-owned in the key spots. In fact, as crazy as it sounds, I'm going to play one of those three lineups with him as a captain and Jokic in the second spot, just in the more of the GPP plays that I'm, you know, I'm going to make. So just, okay. just to throw it out there. All right. So how do you want to build this? Because this is a, uh, it's supposed to, we're, we're doing the hybrid this week, which is a, sh- right. a shift. Um, yes, I think Booker is more of a GPP play because he's okay. expensive. But yes. um, you know, I agree with you that he's their best scorer and he's got the best ceiling. Um, so well, let let's do this. Let's put the Joker in the MVP role. Okay, you're okay with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm good. And with I that. know you're not usually the, you like to go value there and build up, but not on not on Fandle. You can right. do that on the other sites. So then the, the million-dollar question is, you want to fade Booker altogether? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we do need the Porter news would really help, too. Um, 
So the bottom line is, who are you wanting to put in the second spot, Paul? Yeah. He's only $1,000 cheaper, though. I know. But look how... Does it, that matter the, down the road when we build? I think it does. But right, who, who are you thinking for in the three-hole? Bridges. Okay, he's a thousand less than Aiden, um, which would leave ninety five hundred. Or no, that's all right. Let's let's go backwards too. So, from value, Rivers, Green, Crowder, Composo. I think they're all playable. Yeah, I mean, I've finished this one out with Crowder and Composo. Because uh, I don't really like 9,000 and down today on FanDuel unless we get some clarity on Michael Porter Jr. And if he's going to be out, then this could change for me. And maybe we go Jamichael Green and we can pay up for Booker. But I think not knowing Porter Jr. news, I'd like to fade Porter Jr. and Jamichael Green uh, at this point. And so I'm, I'm fine with that for sure. I, I'm not sure Composo is the best play. I, I, I still believe that he's going to split the game, uh, possibly. So I'm just thinking if, and, and, and again, let's, we'll, we'll talk this through and see what makes the most sense. But do you have any confidence that Rivers can get value at his lower price because this is what I had, and then we can combine them together. Joker, Booker, Bridges, Gordon, and Rivers. I don't, I don't have faith in Rivers right okay. now. I mean, just the the low floor scares me. It is low, you but know. thirty-five minutes. I like the minutes. Probably, I yeah. like it. He's got. I mean, he's more of a boomer bust guy recently. You know, his minutes have been very solid, but it's either right. he gets hot offensively, takes double-digit shots, and gives you a nice value, or he's just playing defense and getting under 10 shots and not, not getting value. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not – he's the least – the guy I like least. Now, I do think that Gordon's a good play because if we're going to fade Porter, then – you know, yeah, Jermichael Green's going to take some of that. Maybe they split up. But Gordon should, based on looking up the, you know, statistically, should raise in usage here and be a strong play. Did you consider Gordon there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree that he should get a bump if Porter Jr. is out, out. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we just don't know. And, you know, he's been solid, more solid, but... Uh, I, you know, I th I think he's playable. I think, I think he could get thirty fancy points again, um, even if Porter Jr. plays. I mean, to me, with if if we go with this build, what I was looking at, it comes down to Crowder or Aaron Gordon. Um, yeah, and you know, Crowder. And that's close. That's, that's close. close. Yeah, because Crowder yeah. is is dependent on three pointers. He gets a lot of other stuff, but he takes a big majority of his shots on threes. Right. And if he and we've seen him go zero for seven, so he's not, you know, he's the guy I feel like as a floor in a cash game, he's the one I'm most concerned about. 
Okay. But I also like his minutes and the fact that he should get double-digit shots. So, Very possibly. He does have a tendency to get in foul trouble. That's the other slight concern. Um, you know, it's hard to finalize this without really knowing the Porter news. Yeah, it is. Maybe we just... Maybe we just compromise and then update later. Okay. So, I mean, the the key factor is that we're going to disagree on no matter what is Booker. So, for for this case, I'll take Booker out. We'll put this together. And then, um, you know, as we'd love for you to become a member and get in Discord because we're both going to have some lineups. And, you know, Andrew, I think we're going to probably – and, and again, we're doing this live in the podcast. This is how, I mean, we're, we're open book. This yeah. is what we do. This is how we do it. And we want everybody to know everything we're doing. We were going to go with just this one hybrid build on, uh, you know, for our members, but I, I don't know if it's, it's possible. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> I real think challenge. Maybe better stick with, let's put this together for everybody. And yeah. then for our members, let's go back to just both posting a, a, a hybrid because why talk each other out of something we believe in and we're winning with, you know? Yeah, and the other thing is the next time we do a two brains, maybe it'll be on a two-game slate, so it'll be a little bit different. This is just, Way different. It's so yes. hard to to zero in on one lineup in this uh, context. Exactly, this format. and you don't have any room for any error whatsoever, right. and one guy just blows the whole thing to smithereens and a one one game thing where with two guys, you know, with two teams, we'd probably agree on a few guys enough to shuffle them around. So let's go with, uh, let's go with yours because you've got that one built. It looks good. And then just know we'll update it if things change with Porter and then our members will know in discord, you know, there'll be a couple different opportunities. So let's go, go back through what we're going to have as our, Okay, We're so back to the two two brains GPP. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll start with Jokic, Chris yep. Paul, Bridges, and we'll slot Crowder in there for now. Could change, okay. and then right. Compazzo. So that okay. leaves five hundred on the on the table. Yeah, that leaves five hundred on the table, and you know, Jamichael Green comes into play if Porter's out. Right. There's a, there's some shifts that can right. take place here, um, but. You know, we'll let Joe know, and we'll put, throw it out there on Twitter. But uh, yeah, let's let's stick with it, go in this direction. I think that's the best way to do it, and it gives everybody a better chance to win. So excellent. That's all we can do. <laughs> all right. Well, good stuff here. I mean, that is the the look behind the curtain of how we we talk things yeah. through. And, yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's it, you know we do that with each other. We also do it internally. I mean, it is a battle every day. To finish sure. that lineup because we're trying to we are building one lineup maybe two for the members and we do um scrutinize every single spot uh, no doubt for sure so and we're both right a, a lot of the time yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know there's no right or wrong answer it's just uh you know covering a few of those lineups and you know for me it's easier to go with one lineup when you have eight ten games you know you you zero in and you get it set but like you said, with this, it's just, you know, it was it was brutal uh, the other day. Uh, did you see in our Discord? So I put a lineup out this past weekend, and it took down, like, the $25 tournament, literally, number, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. took down. 
But I played the $50 one along with uh, Deb Deluxe and a few of the other people. It didn't t- finish second with a million other people. Right. And, and instead of winning like 3000 or fourth, I mean, it was 5000 We won like 80 bucks. You know, and it and it was it was one point eight percent points difference DFS points. So that's how, that's why it it you know makes sense to have a few variants when you're playing in those GPPs. You know, absolutely, no doubt about yeah. it. So, well, hope everybody enjoyed that here at lunchtime, getting ready for the solo game tonight. All eyes are going to be on Phoenix for that battle in game two. Can't wait. So uh, yes. follow us on Twitter for any news at DFS Coach Talk. You can follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find me at Language Olympic. Jump in for membership at DFSCoachTalk.com. And well, I'll be back tomorrow to go yeah. through the Thursday slate. And then we'll be back together on Friday to keep rolling seven days a week throughout the playoffs. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube so you know when these podcasts are going to post. All right, on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. See you tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.